0: merch button click on that it'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that hey on the swag that i'm using it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear sports history network and my favorite podcaster the sports history network store shop there today
1: hey everyone it's scott from marty's illegal stick hockey podcast and the zamboni time machine if you want to create your own podcast the best option to make that happen is anchor If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And what's going on, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 79 of Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast, recording here on May 24th, 2022. You know, Dave, it's like 75 degrees outside, we're still talking about hockey. Life is good. That's good. You I know? like it, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Nice to be sitting here in t-shirts, nice weather out, yeah.
0: great things. And it's only August.
2: No, that's, I'm just
1: kidding. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> 75. We don't, <laughs> have, we don't have that in May. No, that's <laughs> what I mean. This
3: is great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So your picks from last week? Yes. <laughs>
3: I'm Did sad. Dave on the soundboard. <laughs> I
0: love it. And that genius on the soundboard is is our producer. This is your fault is because not. you got me invested in this shit. I, it's professional, almost. Well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> yeah, really.
1: <laughs> but you know, Dave, today has actually been a pretty big day. Yeah. Because our website Marty'sIllegalStick.com has had a record day traffic wise. Wow. Awesome. I couldn't believe it. We have a, an article up there about the uh, contract statuses for every single Utica Comet going into next season. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's, it's doing great. So good. good. Thank you for everybody who's checked that out. It's, uh, you know, it's it's flattering that actually there are a lot of people out there who care about the work on that website. And I'm I'm just thankful for that. And, uh, you know, speaking of that website, Got big news coming over the summer about that. There's going to be some some changes going on that I think everybody's going to like. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So, so anyway, just got to tease the hell out of it. I'm going to, this All is right. going to be, you know what, you know what this, can you remember So, I don't know if you ever watched old school wrestling, like old WWF, when they would do the teasers for, like, pay-per-views. Yeah. yeah. Slow build.
0: Yeah. I'm okay. doing slow start, start build. Start That's slow what build. we're doing. Got it. <laughs> So
1: tonight, we are going to do our Utica Comets season-end award show. Uh, you know, we got some of the, the usual categories, but, you know, some other unusual categories, too. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. But I will say this, Dave. In this show, we will not find an MVP award. Mm. You know, I, there's something about
0: the MVP award I just don't particularly really? care for. But you have, it, I see. You have the best foot fungus award in the.
1: Listen, <laughs> uh, this is the, this is an award show like no other, yeah. award show like no other. But you know, okay. I gotta tell you, I mean, it's it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And then afterwards, we're gonna go to break. And then Barry Shelley's coming on, mm. and he's going to tell us about his trip to the New York State Hockey Hall of Fame inductions. Yeah. Sounds like he had fun. It, it, it looks like he did. It yeah. Looks like he had a blast. So I'm, I, I can't wait to hear him talking about that. And before we get going. With this award show, because I know you're looking at me already, uh, like you got to get going, right? I'm
0: like, let's roll it
1: here. Let's yeah. hear these things. But first of all, I just to say there are a couple of uh, podcasts playing right now, other than ours, that did a pretty good job of covering the comments. So you got our buddy Neil Villapiano, uh, Devil State of Mind podcast. If you ever get a chance, check it out. He did his uh, Utica Comets season review. Yeah. just came out yesterday. And he did a great job. And also our friend Sean O'Brien of the Calder First at an AHL podcast. They did their Utica Comets. Uh, season end preview that's up right now uh, both shows are on all major platforms so go ahead and check them out yep all right so without further ado i think it's time okay go for it it's time all right this is our 2021-22 season or season ending awards for the Utica comets now like i said got a bunch of categories to go through somewhere unusual let's get to, get to some of the the normal ones out of the way get first the okay one, exactly so these awards there was no votes There's no voting for these particular categories. I just went off the stats, and we're handing out awards, just like the NHL awards for, like, the Art Ross Ross Trophy and all that. Okay. First up, we're going to do the offense, Dave. First up, it's the Red Light Award. The Red Light Award goes to the Utica Comet, who scored the most goals this season. And that Utica Comet is Alexander Holtz. He had 26. He led the Comet. Nice. and, And by the way, I don't have actual awards to give
0: out. We're, uh, we're a little budget around <laughs> These here. These guys so. are going to be checking the mailbox. Come yeah.
1: on. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a feather in their cap. Oh, okay, it's a feather. Okay. So our next award is the Dishin Magician okay. Award. That award goes to the Utica County who had the most assists this season. And that goes to Chase DeLeo. Chase really? DeLeo had 35 assists. Wow. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. And to piggyback all that, now we've done goals and assists, and you know right. people don't realize too is you don't necessarily have to have the superstar in that to win the cup, right? You just have to have no, somebody that I can think, get the I, job I think, done,
3: yeah, but I think traditionally that people say that you can ride a hot goaltender to the cup, right, like I think that that is you know it's it's been that way for decades and To be fair, Vasilevsky was amazing. He still played awesome. He did. Like, really well. He did. And the difference between winning the Rangers series and losing the Avalanche series is the volume and quality of chances.
1: So far to those guys. Now, let's flip over to the goaltenders. All right. I want to talk about the goaltenders for a minute. Got three awards on that end. So, we have got the In It to Win It Award. The In It It to Win It Award goes to the Utica Comets goaltender with the most wins, and that was, see if you can guess. Does? No.
0: Oh, come on.
1: Yeah, see? You were so good on the NHL playoff show, and now you're just falling apart (laughs) here at the (laughs) Comets Award show. I should know more about this. (laughs) Don't I talk about it enough around here? You do, but I don't, the fact that I know (laughs) any names. Well, anyways, the In It to Win It Award goes to Akira Schmidt. Okay. He had 22 wins this year. Oh. Very impressive. The Goodyear Award. Can you guess what the Goodyear Award's for? Where the this rubber one, the road? or Sort of. Yeah. This goes to the Utica Comets goaltender who faced the most shots and made the most saves. So when a goaltender faces a lot of shots, they say right. he faced a lot of rubber. Okay.
0: Get it? Goodyear? Yeah. yeah. You're just pucking me up here. Yeah, exactly. Who got that one? <laughs> I don't know. It I'm was good. I'm not. I'm not guessing anymore. <laughs>
1: it was Akira Schmidt. I quit.
0: <laughs> Don't be like that. <laughs> Akira Schmidt
1: faced 1,061 shots this season, making 967 saves. Oh, he was a busy guy. Sometimes that is it. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so good on Akira. He's got two of the awards so far. This next award is a combo. So this one is the brick wall award, and that goes to the Utica Comets goaltender who had the best. Goals against average and save percentage. The brick wall. Couldn't get through him. Mm-hmm. Now, who got that one? I know you're not guessing anymore. That one was Nico Dawes. I said it before you said it. All right. <laughs> we need a timer on this show. Yeah, huh? Really? Nico Dawes had a 2.54 goals against average and he had a 916 save percentage. Oh. Well, I will tell you, Schmidt almost ran the table on this. Yeah, he did. You know, he had a 260 goals against average and he had a 911 save percentage. So, and just of interesting a note, Akira Schmidt played in 38 games this year. Uh, Nico played in 21, and Merrick Mittens, who unfortunately did not get in on the goaltenders' awards, he played 17. So, yeah. there was your Utica Comets goaltending breakdown. Yeah, oh, good deal. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, anyways, are you ready for this? Yeah. Now we're going to get into the categories.
0: The the weird ones kind of. This this is going to, we'll we'll start off with
1: sort of a normal one. Okay. All right. But I got different names for all the different categories. I had to try to be creative. (laughs) Okay. So this could get a little scary, but that's okay.
0: Show's been scary so far.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really? Tell me about it. It should be a Halloween show. Yeah. All right. So we're going to kick off with our Rudy Award. Remember that movie, Rudy? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the, it was the Notre Dame football one. Where oh, you walked okay. on the team, oh, okay. All right, got it. worked, and made the team. So our Rudy Award is our most improved player for the Utica Comets from the start of the season to the end of the season. You looked a little befuddled. Yeah, I have no idea. So when you improve, it means you get better. I
0: understand the concept. <laughs> Good
1: Lord. So anyways, the candidates are... Forward Samuel Laberge, forward Arnie Talviti, and defenseman Michael Vukoevic, and drum roll, please. Oh, and the winner of the Rudy Most Improved Player is Samuel Laberge. Oh. I tell you something. He uh, he started the season in Adirondack in the ECHL, and he was called up. Uh, I think it was right around November December. And the longer the season went on, the more he became just an irreplaceable part of the bottom six group in our forwards. And I'll tell you, he provided that grit, that, that tenacity that the team needed night after night. And, and Sammy Laberge was there, mm-hmm. so that's not obviously not discounting Arnie Telviti or Michael Vukoevich's season because they both had great seasons in their own right. But like I said, looking at the at a whole work or what did they body of work? That's the word I'm looking for. A whole body of work. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, it was Sammy LaBerge from start to finish. Awesome. All right. So, uh, Sammy, again, we don't have actual awards, so we'll have to, you know, yeah. just congratulations. Yeah. Send him a certificate. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> that, that, there you go. That's what you can do tomorrow. No. <laughs> you ready for the next one? Yes, I am. All right. The next one is the Putting on the Foil Award. The Putting on the Foil Award is the best fighter on the team. So, have you ever seen Slapshot? Yes. All right. So, the Handsome Brothers putting on the foil for fighting, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Go
1: ahead. You're with me so far, right? Uh, yeah, I think I am. Okay. All right. So, the candidates are... It's Samuel LaBerge popping up again. A.J. Greer, Patrick McGrath, and Nikita Ohotuk, who, by the way, congratulations to Nikita Hotak. He got engaged. I know. Congratulations to him. Good for him. So, anyways, there's your four candidates for the Putting on the Foil Award. And I guess we're going to have to go to that drum roll again, please. And the winner is this one was tough. This was really tough. But it's to the recently engaged Nikita Ahotuk. And you know why? You know what finally put it over the edge for me? The ring. No. <laughs>
2: It's no. it's, oh! Oh! No! It's, it's,
0: the ring he got his fiance No, no. I that was it. Then,
1: no, when he he fought the general manager of the New Jersey Devils' son,
0: <laughs> Casey
1: Fitzgerald, and beat him pretty badly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, the, how does that not get an award when your boss's son and you are tangling and yeah. you're like, oh yeah, sorry, boss, but yeah. uh. sorry,
0: <laughs> tore your butt up.
1: Yeah. So there it is. Nikita Hotuk wins the putting on the foil award. Up next is the Celebrate Good Times Award that goes to the best selly. So you're looking at me again like, what are you talking about? So goal celebrations. Oh, okay. Right? Goal celebration. You know, you score it. You know? All right. So that category, we have got Alexander Holtz, A.J. Greer once again, and last but certainly not least is Fabian Zetterlund. Dave, if you would, please. And the winner of this award, no doubt about it, is Fabian Zetterlund. Uh, this guy, every time he scores a goal, it, it's like a comedy routine. I love it. <laughs> I mean, he he took out a linesman once celebrating. You just did this for your daughter. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. If I didn't pick Zetterland for this, yeah. she probably wouldn't talk to me for yeah, like three exactly, weeks. Exactly. Yeah. But he, seriously, he earned that award yeah. because I mean that's you know, the celebrations this guy puts on is just night after night outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, so we're through three awards here so far. we had a pretty good clip here. I mean, we're, we're keeping things moving along for you. Yeah,
0: I see berries out there.
1: Berries out there, all yeah, right.
0: There.
1: Beautiful. All right, so let's keep it going then. How about next we'll do the hair Metal award. <laughs> and that is for the best flow. Now, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, we're gonna have pictures for this, but I wanna preface this by saying, for some reason, and I don't know why this is. And I've been a hockey fan my whole life. For some reason, hockey players, fans, whatever, are obsessed with hair.
0: Really? They are. It, it's weird. So you, me not you, having hardly any. I was going to you know, neither you nor I have to worry so about that.
1: I have to live vicariously through these individuals that actually have yeah. what they call hockey flow. Right. Okay. All right. So the candidates are, and when, I'm, when I name the candidate, Dave, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, is going to put a picture up for us.
0: Yeah, you want me to do it then. All right, got All it. All right, go so for here us.
1: we go. First up is Kevin Ball. There he is. That's There's a, his
0: flow. That's some, that's some hair.
1: There it is, exactly. I, I'm, I'm envious looking at these pictures. <laughs> I really am. You know, there was at one time I had hair like that. <laughs> and I'm sure you did. Now, let me ask you something, because, you know, you said you used to do radio back in the day. Back mm. in the 80s, as yeah. a matter of
0: fact. Yeah. Did you have a mullet? No. No? <laughs> it was in the military. Oh, <laughs> no, well. bu- no bullets allowed. Well,
1: all right. So I guess that's a decent enough excuse. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, anyways, there's Kevin Ball. Up next, Michael Vukovic and There it is. I love that. You look, I like how it like perks right in the middle. It looks great. Yeah. It really does. That is one impressive head of lettuce. <laughs> and last but not least, once again, and again, there is Nikita Ahotuk right there. So. Those are our three candidates. Drum roll, please. This one was hard. This was really hard because again, not having any hair myself, it was hard for me to judge, but at the end of the day, I gotta go with Koivik. How about you?
0: Really? Well, you all got right, to see yeah. all the pictures. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah? Yeah, I like I like the how it, like, it's like the Red Sea. Yeah! It parts in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, like I tell you, when, they, when you say
1: like these guys have flow. I mean, they they all you know any guys who have flow like that yeah. look like they could be like in a Motley Crue tribute
0: band, which is yeah. awesome. It, it's like a fan is blowing, but it's really not. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> okay,
0: all right, so I'll go with that.
1: Beautiful. You know, when we do this next year, we gotta do have to have something to send these guys because now I'm starting to feel bad. You
0: should. <laughs> we don't have anything. We're to harassing send. them enough to where they deserve an award. Nice. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> exactly.
1: All right, so up next is the 16 Candles Award. Okay. that's going to be our Unsung Hero Award. Now, do you remember that movie, 16 Candles? It was an 80s movie. Yeah. Right? It was uh, Molly Ringwald was in it. Yeah. She had her 16th birthday, but it was all overshadowed. Everybody forgot her birthday because her sister was getting married that same day, so she was kind of like... You know you're into movies like you are hockey, right? Yeah, well, especially 80s movies. I mean, that's listen, I'm a child of the 80s. I can't help it, man. You know? So... Obviously, you know, these guys are unsung heroes. They're kind of, you know, I'm going to say overshadowed by the, you know, the, yep. the big guns or whatever. But anyways, yeah. our unsung hero category, or our unsung category, yeah, unsung hero nominees. I'm going to get this right eventually. I got hung up on 80s movies. One sorry. day. Number one, Robbie Russo. Number two, Frederick Gauthier. Number three, Joe Gambardella. And number four is Merrick's Mittens. Dave. Dave. Drum roll, please. Another extremely hard category to pick because these guys, every single one of them, brought something to the table for the comments that really kind of got overshadowed throughout the season. But I went with Frederick Gauthier on this one. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Because when he got hurt in April and didn't make it back for the playoffs, it was when you could really see the contributions that he made to this team. Right. Um, you know, he was... Their face-off specialist. He was their shutdown center, fantastic penalty killer. And you know, I'm not saying that the the playoff loss was it, entirely because they didn't have Freddie. It, that's not. That's not the truth. Right. But it hurt. I mean, it hurt not it's... having him there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, again, you look at Robbie Russo. He was the number two scoring defenseman on the team. Kind of gets overshadowed by the year that Riley Walsh had, which you know, hey, Riley Walsh had a fantastic year. Joe Gambardella, we're going to go into him a little bit later on. Just another guy who has been just a leader on this team, and I, I got to tell you, part of me wanted to go with Merrick's mittens. I was going to say mittens if you did. And I was but... going to tell you why, because when Dawes got hurt, Schmidt got called up, it was Merrick's mittens that held down the fort. Right. You know, what I mean, he was he was the comments only goaltender of record anyway. Right. For like a month. So you know, I mean, to be able to do that, just step right in from the ECHL. Yeah. But, again, uh, Freddie Gauthier's absence was really magnified going down the stretch, and he gets the 16 Candles Award. Okay. All right. You good with that? Send him cake. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Well, we got a fun one here next. Got a fun one. This is the Alternate Jersey Award. Ah. And I couldn't come up with a clever name for this one. I just couldn't. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. So, I'll give you a break on that one. (laughs) All right. But uh, throughout the year, the Comets had uh, a few alternate jerseys they wore, besides their regular uh, red or white jerseys that they no- normally wore at home. So we're going to put pictures of all three of them up, and we're going to judge to see which one we like the best. The first one they wore on Veterans Day, which is the Veterans Day military jersey. And Dave's going to pop. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see a picture of it right... Is that what,
0: the one that was the best alternate?
1: Is that yep. the one? Yeah, okay. okay. Right there. Yeah. So that's actually a picture that I took. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, it was you, all pinstriped. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, that was a cool jersey. It had the, the the camel. Yeah, and the socks were even camo. It, oh. it was really neat. It was yeah. it was a very well done jersey. Uh, up next is the save of the day jersey. That was the uh, the black one with the red lettering. There it is, right there. I actually had pictures of that, but this was the better one. So I'm like, yeah, it's yeah, just especially that. for you, Dave,
0: because yeah. I know
1: how much of a, a picky professional you are. I am so. Those were really cool jerseys, too. I kind of like how those looked like they were plugged in.
0: Yeah, right. I actually like, like that one. Like they're
1: glowing, you know? Yeah. And last but not least is the Utica Club jersey. That one was worn on Roaring Twenties night. That is my favorite one. You know, you should have been there for Roaring Twenties night. You would have loved it. I, 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 yeah. You I, would have loved it. I had it. something that night. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I, I kept telling you, too. I'm like, Dave, I yeah, know. This, this is the one you got to come to. No, that was, that was great. Yeah. It was. Uh, I like how that's, uh, you know, obviously it's the tie-in with Utica Club beer. So, drum roll, please. And the winner is the Utica Club jersey. I can't help but I love that jersey. It's so awesome. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, the only thing that was, I, it would have been awesome if they would put, like, a thing of, like, Schultz and Dooley <laughs> underneath it. That would have been great. Yeah. I do think there's a Schultz and Dooley patch up on the shoulder Oh. But, uh, no, those were super cool. They do have something up on the shoulder there, yeah. I, I tell you, the uh, the other two jerseys I really like too. The only thing was they were kind of hard to see the numbers and the letters from the stands. The so other, the because other of the way two? They, yeah, the other okay, two because right. of the way they blended in. Oh, okay. So, but, I mean, they're, all three were very, very sharp jerseys. But uh, Did you take this
0: picture? I did, too, yeah. Okay. You can tell, can't you? yeah, because it's a little muddy on the color. it was that the color was a lot better on that kind of cream vanilla, whatever that color was.: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that looks a little that looks like he rolled in the dirt. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> sorry <but>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: So there it is. That's my choice for the alternate. what do you think? you like that one too? I love that one. Yeah, yeah, so I think you should get one of those.
0: I want one of those. Right. Well, yeah.
1: they still have them for sale. I don't know what. I'm sure you can find one on eBay for like $1,000. Not,
0: not going to happen.
1: You sure? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan, but not that much of a fan. Yeah, I hear you there. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, up next is our Heart and Soul Award. Uh, that pretty much spells it right out there. This, is a, this list of players was... Uh, listen, the comments are loaded with Heart and Soul, guys. They really are, from top to bottom. Uh, but these four guys that I'm going to name... Really kind of stood out as the um, not just the leaders on the ice, but the leaders or the the guys that were in the trenches. You know, every game, hundred and fifty percent. You know, the ones that were laying down for blocking shots all the time, the one that were going in the corners taking the hits. So, without further ado, here's your candidates: Joe Gambardella, GI Joe, love him, great guy, and such a great leader too. Mm. Really is a, a veteran presence, and he, like I said, he's just willing to do anything to win. Anything. Up next is the captain, Ryan Schmelzer. Uh, Ryan Schmelzer is the same mold as Joe Gambardella, uh, and is also fantastic for us in the faceoff circle. A true leader on and off the ice for this team. He really was. Uh, third, A.J. Greer. Fear of the Greer, as the Balls Army would like to say. Um, if you ever watched A.J. Greer play for the Utica Comets this season, I really don't need to say much more Yeah, because he did everything. He was my favorite everything. player on the ice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The guy was just a beast all season yeah. long. Uh, and when he was called up to New Jersey twice, I tell you, his presence was missed. Yeah. It, it really was. And number four, last but not least, is Chase DeLeo. Not only was he the Comets' leading scorer, i tell you what I like about Chase DeLeo. Chase DeLeo is not a, a big guy by you know hockey standards or anything like that. But I'll tell you something. This guy is willing to get physical He's willing to throw his body around. He goes to the dirty areas. He's willing to take a hit to make the play. willing to do anything he's got to do to win the game. So four fantastic candidates. Such a hard choice. But drum roll, please. It's A.J. Grew. All right. It's A.J. Greer. I had to. Uh, Just for the simple fact, like I said, when he was in New Jersey you knew he was gone. I mean, there was just no if and ors or buts about it. And when he came back the second time, he lit a fire under the Comets mm. that got them. Because they were in kind of like a little bit of a funk. Right. When he came back, it was like the whole team just lit up. Oh, good. And yep. so for me, like I said, all four of those guys were deserving of this award. But somebody's got to win it. It goes to A.J. Greer.
0: Yeah. Jordan okay. Fighter here. On uh, one of the comments, he says he likes the Rudy Award. The Rudy—great great name for an award. <laughs> Thank you. I like that too. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I couldn't
1: think of anything until I was just like, wait a second, Rudy. Yeah, that's right. Who doesn't know Rudy? Well, apparently you didn't because I, I had to I, explain it to you. Well, but.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez.
1: All right, Dave. We're through seven. All right. We're through seven. See? And I'm moving right along fast
0: for you. I know. Poor Barry. He's sitting there waiting in the wings patiently. Barry, hang
1: on. We're going to get you in just a minute. (laughs) All right. So up next is our Rockstar Award. This one was tough. This is the fan favorite award. Mm. Uh, The Comets have a very large following here in uh, the Mohawk Valley. For sure. And uh, (laughs) there are several players that are beloved. I got a list of four who I thought maybe... Stood out as maybe the most uh, followed, talked about, whatever, throughout the season. So here they are. Number one, A.J. Greer. We were just talking about him. I mean, it yep. was, you know, the the guy has been unbelievable. Again, he's got his own hashtag, fear the Greer. <laughs> what he did was unreal this season. Number two, Fabian Zetterland. Fabian Zetterland jerseys are all them. over.
0: I could have named these, I think.
1: I think you probably could yeah, have. Yeah, you yeah. You probably could have. Yeah. Uh, the Fabian Zetterland jersey, you see him at the, at, at the Adirondack Bank Center. The kids love this guy, including my daughter. My daughter is absolutely – and you know what? Fabian Zetterland is such a great guy. He really is. I mean, he interacts with his fans. They, they absolutely adore him. I mean, it, it's just awesome. Awesome what he does. Number three, Kevin Ball. How could you not How could you have not? Kevin yeah, Ball in there yeah, yeah. with the Ball's army? I inside, mean, he's got his they, own army. I know. <laughs> Do I need to say anything more? Oh, geez.
0: <laughs> and
1: number four, last but not least, is Alexander Holtz. Okay. Alexander Holtz is one of those guys, man, that everybody wants to come see play because, obviously, he's a, a f- outstanding, phenomenal talent right. for starters. And he's just kind of got that rock star aura about him. You know? So that's uh, that's the four. Again, it's a very, very, very tough choice. No, it isn't. Really? Yeah. All right, well let's hit the drum roll then. I wanna know who you picked. Ball. You're going with the ball's army. Yeah, going yeah. with going with the army, buddy. Yeah, you know, I tell you I I it's almost like I have a split vote here. Really? Because of Fabian Zetterland's interaction with his fans. Zetterland ball kind but of, but how do close. you vote against somebody who's got his own army?
0: <laughs> you can't. You know <laughs> they it's, inc- it's incredibly <laughs> difficult. <laughs> They'd be coming for us now. <laughs> it's a split decision. I'm yeah, sorry.
1: Right. I know, and people are going to say, "Oh, well, you're just taking the cop out." I'm like, "Well, probably, yeah, but probably." You know, for one thing, my daughter's never going to speak to me if I don't get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, <laughs> but no, I mean, like I said, uh, a guy who's got his own army and Kevin. I mean, uh, Fabian Zetterland, Again, like I said, the interaction of the fans. You got to split this one. There's just no if and ors or buts about it. And you know, unfortunately for us comics fans, anyway, they might be the last we saw of them too, because they both played pretty well this year, and they might be both up in New Jersey next year. So, split decision on the Rock Star Award. Split decision. Not with me. You know, have to. Two more to go. Next up is the Dynamic Duo Award. I was thinking about Batman. Remember the old Batman series?
0: Yeah, yeah. Batman.
1: okay. You need a Batmobile. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> got one. It's getting the hell beat out of it at Well, you know, <laughs> put another anyway. dent in it today. Yeah, anyway, oh, and, hey, you know,
1: that would be awesome if you had those little flame things on the back of your car. That'd be cool, yeah. Right underneath the My Little Falls plate.
0: Yeah, perfect. I can do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'd be the most talked about newsman in Central New York. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that's already happening.
1: Yeah, right? Not for the good. Well, hey, what do they say? There's no such thing as bad press? Yeah, there is. <laughs> Anyways, the Dynamic Duel Award is obviously, well, the, the best pair for the Utica Comets. And you'll see what I'm talking about in just a second. First up, Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin. Famed, as the as Ben Brunel from the, the Rome Sentinel likes to call them, the Swedish Meatballs. Uh, <laughs> these guys are charisma personified. Uh, anybody who follows the team knows that they they got their car, they did get the little Swedish flag on the back, and they're just a a fun pair. To uh, matter of fact, throughout the playoffs, they're wearing their white suits. They look kind of like Miami Vice. It was great.
0: <laughs> that was a good show.
1: It was awesome. It was yeah, exactly. Up next, Akira Schmidt and Nico Dawes, our goaltending duo, uh, the guys who were a major major part of the the Comets winning the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, not for nothing, if you want to talk about Batman and Robin, there they were, right there, yep. each night. And they're saving the day in the crease, if you will. <laughs> now we're going to go a little different direction here. No more comments, but in the comments organization. I'm going to give a shout-out to Brennan and Missy, our in-game hosts, who did a fantastic job throughout the season of, of keeping the crowd pumped up into in between the periods, game breaks, and all that. Boy, they were out there running around. I mean, that. I got, I got tired watching them sometimes, <laughs> you know, so good for them. Yeah. And last but not least, also off the, off the team, but within the organization, is Jason Shia and Michael Lear. Uh, Jason Shia, of course, the voice of the comments on AHL TV, WPNY, and of course on K Rock. And Michael Lear also makes the call for home games on K Rock. So those guys did a fantastic job throughout the season. And you want to listen to a professional broadcast, those two guys are the ones to listen to. But so we got four dynamic duos, but only one will win. So, Dave, if you would, drum roll, please. And the winners are the Swedish Beatballs, <laughs> Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin. Uh Again, all four of these duos were deserving of the award. But hey, listen, you gotta love players that are running around with white suits coming into the game. Yeah. Gotta love it. So takes me back to the '80s. Miami Vice. They win the award. All right, now to close out our awards segment, we are going to go with the P.T. Barnum Award, which is the best promo night, uh, throughout, the night the, or throughout the year. The, the Comets ran some promo nights, you know, different things, different giveaways. So I picked the, what I thought were the three best. Okay. All right, so the first one was the Rock in the Rink Nights, where they had bands scattered throughout the Adirondack Bank Center, out front in the concourse, music everywhere. It was one gigantic party. It was great. Number two, Martin Brodeur Night. Uh, that one was highly anticipated and well-attended. Uh, it was a big to-do. Marty Brodeur was out front signing autographs like an hour and a half before the game. Wow. Uh, Marty Brodeur bobblehead night. Uh, different videos, because, you know, of course, Marty Brodeur actually played in Utica. I think you knew that. Yeah, yeah. In 92-93. You, you had
0: mentioned that before, yeah.
1: Yeah, Exactly. And last but not least is Roaring Twenties Night. Yeah, you well, knew that
0: had to be on the list.
1: That was fun. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. You know, they had the Model T's out in front of the Adirondack Bank Center. Everybody dressed up as uh, flappers and or and I forgot what the with the, the derbies, right? With the, yeah. the mustaches. Some, I uh, even had a mustache and a plastic hat.
0: You know they weren't plastic
1: back then. I know, but <laughs> but you know what? It was a it was a cheap plastic hat for me to buy. Okay. So, right. But I had to take the mustache off for the games it was just irritating me that. blue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Mm. All right. So, without further ado, Dave, let's hand out our last award of the night. Drum roll, please. (laughs) You didn't cue me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, The winner of the P.T. Barnum Award goes to Marty Brodeur Night. That was a tough one between that and Roaring Twenties Night because I had a ball at Roaring Twenties Night, which, of course, they had the jersey for. But Roaring 20s, I already kind of won, won an award for the jersey. And it's not every day that you have an NHL Hall of Famer in your building for his own night. So, yeah. of course, it's Marty Brodeur night. Yeah. So, that's it. That is that it is. for our Utica Comets Awards. Awesome. So, yeah, a little bit different, a little off the beaten path. But, yeah, you know, somewhat. hey. Somewhat. But that's okay. What, you, what else would you expect of this show? <laughs> off the beat.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> off something. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to wrap up segment one. Um, why don't we do uh, where's our, our pictures there from our friends at the Balls Army? Let's, oh, let's do their cards. Yeah, you
0: want that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's see them.
0: Uh yeah, I got to find them here because, you know, what?
1: I, I overloaded you with pictures today. I know I did. overloaded
0: me with pictures.
1: Yeah. But, anyways, there is Priceless Inspections. That's Josh Modio's Home Inspection Service. You can get a hold of Josh at 315 525 8725 for all your home inspection needs. And, of course, the head of the Balls Army is Mr. Scott Schuster. Oh. And Scott oh. Schuster has Epic DJ Service, which we are going to pull up in
0: just a quick second here. Yeah. It's like, uh, find it where are uh, you? Oh, anyways. Oh, it's not, it says, hey, you've got too many slides in
4: here. Well, <laughs> want me to well, I'll kill, kill one of them. <laughs> live I'm, TV, I'm getting, you gotta, I'm getting it.
1: Live, you got to love it. Anyways, Epic DJ Service, if you've ever seen Scott Schuster in action with the Balls Army, At the odd, you want this guy DJing your special event, and you can get a hold of him at 315-219-3568. All right, so let's get ready to head to commercial break. Breakaway trivia, real easy this week.
0: Okay.
1: All right? Well, not real easy, but real easy to, not not complicated, let's put it that way. All right. All I want to know for Breakaway trivia is, what year was the first Calder Cup championship handed out? The answer, when we come back.
2: Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news with the community keeping citizens informed about important issues telling about the people who live and work here and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike it's a whole new form of media rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners you can download our ios app in the itunes store listen to our country music streaming radio station or sign up for our weekly newsletter Stop
1: by today at myfunfalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And welcome back. That, that I just love that commercial, man. Yep. You know, one of these days I'm going to have to have you make a Marty's commercial like that. I could do it. It would be great. <clears throat> yep, it would. I can do it. Similar music too. Not exactly the same, but similar. No, I, I can do that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the answer to Breakaway Trivia. I'll give you the question first, actually. And since Barry is now on with us, we'll have him hear the question as well. And the question is, what year was the first Calder Cup championship, which is the AHL championship, handed
0: out? Dave, give me a guess. You know, I think somebody had talked about this before. I don't remember. The 47? Close. Is it? Okay. Barry, how about you?
4: Oh. All the books I have up here, I know. If I, wish I, I stumped you? Now. I, I'm going to say 1951.
1: All right. You guys were, were close. It was 1937. Oh, geez. And it was the Syracuse yeah. Stars that won Stars. it. Okay. Mm. They, they were an AHL team. All right. So now with us is our friend, a friend of the show, he is the, the maestro of the Rink of Dreams, which is the Minor League Hockey Hall of Fame. He is the one, the only, the incomparable. Mr. Barry Shelley. Barry, how are you?
4: Thanks, Scott. How are you doing? I'm... No drum roll? Oh, you yeah. want
3: not <laughs> there, <it is. laughs> there it
0: is. You're going to tell me, Barry. Otherwise, oh, get
3: it, Scott. Otherwise, right. I just, didn't cue
0: him again. Yeah, otherwise you just get a simple rim shot.
4: Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh I was a bit worried. You were talking about how hockey players are worried about their hair and stuff. And I noticed you and I always have hats on and the group always has a hat on. The only person that never wears a hat is Dave. I guess he loves his hair.
0: I have no problem with my hair. Well, I know it's, I, you know, I've noticed it's thinning and it's kind of fading back, but I don't think I'll ever go bald.
1: Well, here's the thing, right? Guys like us, now we're getting into summer and in, in the sun,
0: we gotta worry about sunburns. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I have guy walked by me today. I was over in Dallasville and guy came walking by, he was bald, he says, Damn it's hot out here. I need to find a hat. <laughs> I was like <laughs> There it is. Hey Barry, too much shine. Come on.
4: Yeah, okay. That's that's one reason <laughs> I way, put it out.
0: Way too true. much information <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> that's all right, Barry. Dave still says he's gonna he's gonna get a mullet someday. No. <laughs> I'm just waiting yeah, for it God. <laughs> So what's new down there in the Ring of Dreams?
4: Oh, not nothing much Busy, you know Getting ready for August And the big reunion And the golf tournament and That is great up. Yep, and looking forward to having you down again
1: Oh, you know I'll be there
4: yeah. And I talked to Roy uh, The other day And he's already moved up here So I'm hoping to have you and him up here At the same time that's so. awesome.
1: And for anybody that's yeah. Roy Chambers. Our
4: friend. Yep, our friend
1: from the yep. Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs.
0: Yeah. Yep. Such a good name for a team. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I telling it. you.
1: Yeah. I am telling you this the SPHL, this other professional hockey league, yeah. is a league that I'm going to be following very closely next season. I'm telling you. Yep. It's gonna be great. So Barry, any new items coming up there in the rink?
4: Oh, I have a few. Um I want Wanted to be a surprise, but I got a huge 4 by 6 banner of the Utica Comets really? final banner of the All-Star game uh, when Turning Stone sponsored it. I have that that they hung all around the cities and stuff. And and a few other sticks, a lot of cards, a lot of photos, new photos, uh, a couple of new jerseys. It's, it You know, keep on adding up. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're going to have to build a new house pretty soon. Oh, God. Either that or I take my wife's sewing room. And, you know, no, you'll show. be building a new house. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't mess with her. That's not happening. No, no.
1: So, Barry, so, just so the that's so already knows, when exactly is the reunion this year? I mean, I know when it is, but.
4: Yeah, it's August 13th, 14th, and 15th, Um, I believe. It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The players from out of town usually rise on, it's the second weekend in August. We mm-hmm. just put it that way in case I get the dates mixed up. Uh, they usually come in on Friday and we all go out to dinner, um, have fun, get in trouble in town on Friday <laughs> night. And then Saturday, they all come here. Um, and I have a huge table set up, as you know, of uh, food. So they'll be eating here, I have a buffet with drinks, um, soda. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: let's just just make sure there's a lot of koozies handed out. (laughs) Oh
4: yeah. Um, And that's year, 12th,
0: 13th and 14th of August, Barry. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
4: Okay. And the 13th, um, this year I'm working on, I'm pretty sure, um, I'm going to be getting some sponsors to help me out with the food and the drinks. So, um, we have, as you know, a lot of breweries down this way. Uh-huh. And I went to a couple and they said they'd, they'd be more than happy because I didn't really realize how much uh, refreshments hockey players drink. <laughs> and last year, I thought I bought enough cases and they didn't laugh.
0: And it wasn't even close, long, was it? Yeah, and that's, that's worth a rim shot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, so I had to get out and get a few more, but this year, uh, a couple of the breweries around here said so they'd help me out, so we'll do that. And Saturdays, basically, they just um, spend time up at the rink uh, looking at all the stuff, talking to the players and so forth. And then Sunday is our big golf tournament um, in Springfield um, down by the lake, and um, I have already have seven signed up already for that, so... Wow. I would have enjoyed that last year. So.
1: <clears throat> wow, that's awesome. And, and I'll yeah. tell you, your, your your reunion just gets bigger and bigger every year.
4: Well, yeah, it does. Uh, the first year, uh, five years ago, I had six um, or seven um, players coming. Uh, the second, I had 27. The third um, was the COVID um, era, and I only had maybe nine or ten. Last year, I had over 30. Uh, you came last year, and people kept coming and coming all day long. I ended up with over 30. And this year, I'm expecting close, between 40 and 50 wow. um, players coming. So, nice. yeah, it, it keeps growing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, like I said in, in the start there, everybody knows that the Ring of Dreams is really the minor, ho- minor league Hockey Hall of Fame. You were a part of another Hall of Fame induction ceremony this weekend, though. So, yes, I, tell us about yeah, how that came about.
4: Well, I was invited. I I knew about this, uh, and the gentleman that started this, uh, Renee R- Roll from Albany, he has the New York State Baseball Hall of Fame, um, uh, basketball Hall of Fame, and he was going to do this a couple years ago, but COVID got in the way. So he um, started the New York State Hockey Hall of Fame. It's gonna it's in uh, construction now it's going to be three stories high and each of the sports will have one floor and this year with the first class of the um Hall of Fame and it's not it's for hockey people not particularly players you, you know most of the um people who was inducted were players but it's not based on winning percentage or how great you were he mostly wants to do this for the players and people in the game that did something for the community at you know high standards. So it's not just based on um, how you did on the ice. That's awesome. That you, you, is- didn't, you don't have to be a Wayne Gretzky to get in here. <laughs> well,
1: that's good. <laughs> so you or said Kinville. It- well, that, I, no, that's how you get thrown out. That's- <laughs> So you said it's gonna be a three story, but whereabouts is that building gonna be?
4: It's gonna be in downtown Albany, okay, I'm not sure what street but um I know more information will be coming out um about that um the hall of fame
1: okay that that's, and, hmm? that's great that there's actually gonna be a physical building that thats yeah. that's awesome
4: and I'm already getting some things lined up i'm gonna be donating to them I have a lot of old college RPI, union. Clarkson, Hot Stam, Old Sticks, some All Americans um, that were all Americans, and I decided to um, since I have so many new items um, to donate some to Renee for the Hall of Fame for him to use.
1: Oh, that's great! That that is awesome. So let me ask you, how did did you get a, a phone call from Renee to? to be a part of it or how'd that come about? Well,
4: I saw it online and I, um, he saw my page and he became a member and then mm-hmm. he asked if I would like to come up to it. And, um, due to the funds, um, I wasn't, you know, I told him it's going to be kind of tight. So a couple of days later, he told me that um, he had a couple free spots, uh, a couple of sponsors wanted to pay for our table to come up so, you know, that's how I made it. I wouldn't have been able to do it without you know, without him. And I really appreciate what he did for me to go up there.
1: Oh, that's that's great. So whereabouts exactly was did this take place?
4: The, uh, this was at the banquet hall at the Hilton um, Inn in Troy, New York. Okay. Okay. Very nice place. Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful banquet. Um I'd say they probably had close to three or four hundred people there, maybe more. Um, the whole place was filled. Uh, I was lucky enough; I got set. Uh, our table was right in the center where they were giving the speeches, and I was two rows back from the front, so it was it was great. I got to sit with Bruce Goring during dinner.
1: Oh um, wow, that's great.
4: Yeah, that's, he he sat right next to me. And he was great. Um, another person you know, he sat at our table too, was uh, Matt Blitner.
3: I'm I sorry, who he was
4: he it? Huh? Who was it? Matt Blitner. Oh,
3: okay.
4: I think he's been on your show, hasn't he? Uh no, nope, not yet. Oh, okay, okay. And another person at our table, I got to know, he became a member of the ring today. He's a legend, from my understanding, in Albany. Um, he he's called the Zamboni Kid. <laughs> and um he's been there for ages he doesn't look that old um but you know but he they said he he started you know as soon as he could walk driving zamboni and he has his own podcast and um when he was introduced uh everyone seemed to know him who lived in the area but i would never heard of by bed you know looking online now finding out more about him and so we, forth. We need to get
0: him on. Yeah, I was just get saying. Get the well, Sam yeah. Kid on.
1: Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Is, that, is, is, yeah. is that the name of his podcast? Or?
4: Uh, he has um, the Facebook page, Sam Boney Kid. Okay. And his his name is Kane Troy, and he's a member of the Ring of Dreams. So, Okay. I'm sure if you reach out to him, he just had a podcast on yesterday, and they talked about me, and um, it was such a thrill, and um, they're going to be coming down to visit the rink here soon so wow, perfect and um so yeah the night was great the speeches were great and it was funny i was talking to butch while we were whispering you know d- while they were talking also i felt my t- um a tap on my shoulder and my wife's you know they just called your name like what what <laughs> and i looked up and renee he had me stand and he, then he told you know wanted to thank me for being there. And he told everyone about the rink and what it's all about. And I sat down and Butch looked at me and said, you didn't tell me that. So that's when I reached in and grabbed, I had business cards made. So I gave him, oh man, this is cool. Like, And then afterwards, I couldn't believe all the players coming up to me, thanking me for what I'd done. And it's like, you didn't have to say anything, but you know, it, that right. was such, a, I felt so humbled when, he did that, and for the the caliber that uh, players that were there to have them come up and thank me, that that right. meant the world to me.
1: Oh, that's that's fantastic. That really is. You sent us so, some pictures, actually, and Dave's yeah, going to start if putting if,
4: them if, up. So yeah, if you can put them up, I'll talk about this. Was the induction class, and I'm sorry if I don't know all the people there, but some of them were Dave Gray. Mike Smith, he was the general manager for the old Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Um, Emily Purick, I don't know if I'll pronounce her name right, Charmer. She's all the way to the right, the woman with blonde hair, second. um, And from the right, she played, I believe, at RPI. She was a women's hockey player. Okay. And then. Uh, Jack O'Callaghan, one, two, three, it's the fourth one in. Um, the gentleman with the white hair and light blue jacket, you may remember he played for the um, Clinton Comets by the name of Rich Amler. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, be uh, Next to him, the lady, she was with the... Uh, Clark Gillies Foundation. She was there to accept his award. Uh, Behind her is uh, uh, Bobby Nystrom. I got to talk to him. Um, The man with the cowboy hat is none other than Clint Milarchuk. Next to him was a 1980 uh, gold medalist um, on the Olympic team, Mark Wells. Uh, and behind him, uh, the tall gentleman is a New York red. He started playing roller hockey in uh, the Bronx at the Old Sky Rink. He became the 1984 uh, Olympic hockey coach during the Olympics. And he's involved with USA Hockey, uh, Lou Ver- Barrel mm-hmm. uh, And in front of uh <laughs> him is the woman, a uh, Dean Pavlich, uh, Mark Pavlich's sister. Okay, yep. Um, and then uh, Jack LaFontaine, uh, Renee. he's the one with the white beard, um, the third one over. Okay. And, and Butch Goring, uh, I'm sorry, Pat wasn't in this picture. He had to leave. Uh, him and Butch Goring um, drove up from Long Island, so they left before this, but... These were the members of the um, first class of the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, that's that's so cool. That that really is. And I'll tell you, that's every one of them obviously has a fantastic story. I mean, I and growing up in the eighties, you know, early nineties. I mean, I remember with Clinton Larchuk when he when he suffered that injury and goal there for Buffalo, and you know, thank God that they were you know, and he continued playing after that actually. Hmm. Which you know, I'll tell you, that, yeah. that takes a lot of guts. Not long. You, 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 Not long. Yep. you get hurt like that and then, and then you come back and play. That's that's really something
4: there's something to be said for that. And could they put up the next picture? It was with Clint and yes. There is. You know the putts I made for you. Yes. Well, I made a plaque for Mark. They have a facility now. As you know, Mark committed suicide. Um, He had mental health problems. Mm -hmm. Um, His sister, uh, Jean is the president of what they call the ranch. It's a place that um, former hockey players can go to get help for mental health issues. They have horses. Uh, It's just a place to get away from it all. They have doctors there. Where Um, is that located? Uh, that's out west in Minnesota. Okay. And Clint, is, as you can tell by his <laughs> hat, that's Clint. He's the vice president of the facility. While well, I made them up, I um, set of three pucks with Mark's picture in the middle, framed it, and put it in the case. And they're they're going to be displaying that at the entrance of the ranch uh, when they get back there. That gave Clint some. Um, Hockey Pucks, and I also had pictures of Mark with her Brooks uh, and a few other Rangers, uh, Barry Beck, um, and um, of his career in uh, while he played for the Rangers in that. And I've been meaning to get it to her, but since I knew she was going to come, um, I decided to wait and give it to her then, and she loved it so much. <laughs>
1: Well, wow, that must have been just something special to be able to, yeah. to give them right, right in person like that.
4: Yes, yes, they were all great. And um, before, um, while well, the days leading up to this event, my stomach was filled with knots. I I couldn't eat. I, I was so nervous <laughs> because I'd never been in a group, you know. As you know, Scott, I'm real shy. I don't talk much.
0: <laughs>
4: you, know, no. you no. Yet yeah.
3: yeah, we can't when stop get... him here. He just, he
4: just <laughs> keeps going, right? But yeah. When I get in a large group like that, <laughs> I usually just sit on the side. I'm so shy. But oh God, these players! Once I start talking to them, you know, it it was like just talking to you know to you. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not right. just you know, right. it, it, regular people. Yeah, you know, and oh God, they, they were all great. Um Rich, uh, who played for the Comets sat um right next to me at the table over and I had this picture of him that he signed for before the rink. Oh,
1: that's so cool. this
4: was when he played for the Comets.
1: Uh-huh.
4: And um Lou, I got an old picture from him. He started playing roller hockey because um the city didn't have ice during the summertime. Well, i found a picture of him when he was about 16 years old he loved it and he was with a group of his family and friends and he started passing around like man this is me when i was you know growing up and he was nice enough to sign it for me and that's oh, Lou. there you go
0: yeah
4: uh that's Lou right there
0: nice. about
1: what year is that?
4: uh this was in the early 60s maybe 63. oh wow. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Almost looks like you and Dave. Yeah, you know? hey. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. Dave. <laughs> yeah, hey. Well, that was a little nah, bit. I, he, know, I wasn't he that old back one. then.
1: Yeah. He did have a mullet back then. the
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> bigger one, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, you know, he could. You know. <laughs> no. But yeah, it it was great, and um, like I said, I got to set sit next to but- uh, Butch and. And what gets me as you know when you got here. If you know someone in hockey, more than likely if you're talking to someone you never met, you mention a name, they will know that name.
1: Exactly. You
4: know? And same with Butch. I was sitting next to Butch and um you know, he was talking and I told him, um, you well, you know Roy Sommer through me. Right. You know, he got a great friend coach, and by the way, he just got um fired this was his first time ever in his coaching career. He got fired. The they' say he fired him. This yeah,
1: that's week. that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, that, that really he's is.
4: Therefore, with twenty five seasons, the same organizations, he's still going to stay in the organization. I think he's moving um, the front office, right? Yeah, he's going to be helping out with player development, mm-hmm. which is made up his job. He oh, he, yeah. he does great with the young kids. And, um, but. I told Butch, I said, you know, you were coaching. Did you know Roy? And he looked at me and said, my God, is Roy here? I said, no, no, I just know him. He said, how do you know him? And I told him about, you know, helping him when he coached back in the early uh, late 80s, you know, junior hockey. And so, you know, I got home and I wrote uh, Roy's uh, wife, Melissa. and She said, oh, he, you know, so glad you met Butch. He's you know such a good guy, and and the same thing with Lou. Um, when he he helped out f- um uh, with the nineteen eighty Olympics with her Brooks,
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, he was involved with USA Hockey, and I think you saw I had a blazer with the USA Hockey emblem on it that belonged to Walter Bush Jr., who was the president of. There it is. I met him. Um, His very good friend was Walter Bush Jr. Um, The reason I wore that jacket was because that jacket belonged to Walter Bush Jr. I have a bunch of his artifacts in the rink here. When I told Lou that, he started feeling it and I could see he he felt so moved that knowing a piece of um, Walter was at the um, ceremony that evening. And I was, I started taking it off because I was going to have him wear it for the inductions. But he, and I told him, I was like, you want to wear it? And as you can see, he said, Walter was a little bit shorter than I. <laughs> um, I. I would not be able to fit it. But he, you know, he appreciated the, you know, boom. but he, he just couldn't get over it. And the first thing he saw said to me, he said, I haven't seen a coat like that in ages. And that's what I told him. It belonged to Walter and everything I had. And he started talking to um, stories about Walter and him. And then again, he also knows Roy. Roy was one of his players while Roy was playing in juniors. So, you know, it was like, you know, you know, everyone I met, they knew someone that I knew or I knew someone that, you know, they knew, And, you know. It was just – it felt – I felt so at ease that evening.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, hockey players, you know, whether you're a superstar all the way down, they're so down to earth. And, you know, hockey is actually, like, one gigantic game of Six Ways to Kevin Bacon. You ever play that? No. You never heard of that? No. Never heard of it. Really? No, it's – well, you, you like, you pick an actor, and then you Uh – okay, they were in this movie with that person who was in this movie with that person, and that person – was with oh. Kevin Bacon, and you have to figure it out in six,
0: six degrees six of moves. separation.
1: That's is that what that called. is? All right. Well, yeah, so, I know it's
0: six ways to Kevin Bacon. Well, it's called six degrees of separation. <clears throat> oh, so okay. that you can basically get to someone with right. six people. Yeah, it's six ways to Kevin to Bacon. Anyone. Yeah. Well, okay. I use Kevin Bacon. So, and so do a lot of people. <laughs> well, anything with bacon, and it's not bad. Hey, listen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> but, uh, but but that, that even proved that. Hockey players, um, the community of hockey players is just one big family. Oh, yeah. That's what I felt like up there. It's like family. And the the best speech, had, I'm going to have to go back and watch all the speeches, but um, the best phrase was by a player. He's retired now. Um, he said his job when he was young was to score goals. But his job now is to assist, which means he assists with youth hockey and you know whatever, and that is so true because all these players I met that night, you know, sure they played you know in the you know big leagues, but now they're out helping other people, and I've never met a community such close that and oh, yeah. you know honestly want to help help people, and I was proud to be there and get to know these players.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, that must have been awesome listening to some of Butch Goring's stories.
4: Oh, it was. But it was funny, uh, Renee, at the beginning, because they had like 30 <clears throat> speakers. And you know how long Baker's could be. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm going to tell you, I have a stopwatch. And once it hits 10 minutes, whether you're finished or not, I'm walking up, just grabbing the microphone. Because I guess I'm Baker's in the past. He had to go up officially to take a microphone away from whoever was talking, because they were talking yeah. too
0: long. I, 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 I relate to that. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you? Yeah.
1: Dave likes that, to think of this show as the
0: gong show sometimes. Yeah, really, <laughs> it's
1: a
4: <laughs> rabbit <of> money. That <laughs> night, um, no one went over the time limit, and they uh, um, ended 10 minutes early. Oh, impressive. Yep, so, us hockey players, we don't talk that much. So, yeah. you know. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. We got to get Barry a light, though. I mean, you know, it looks like I'm intentionally hiding his face from the audience. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yes. (laughs)
1: But no, that's Barry. That is awesome. That that really is. And I'm looking. They have a website actually. It's uh, nyshhof.com. Com. Yes,
4: and it's it's really cool. Just had the Hall of Fame pictures up. They're going to be putting up all the um, induction. uh, acceptance speeches here, and of course, as you see on my page, I've been posting as many as I whenever I see them um, come up. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. And I, I'm looking forward to going next year. And I I was thinking of you as I was going down 990, Like, oh man, I wish I got could come.
1: Oh, that, I would have <laughs> so loved to. Have, year, that would have been great.
4: I'll be sure to you know, let you
1: know. And well, next yeah, and, next year definitely. Yeah. If we can if yeah. we can go, Barry, we're going.
4: Okay. Okay. It
1: was, yeah. I'll tell you. I'm looking at this list of players and coaches, and and, and
4: oh, you saw everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah.
1: incredible, and uh, mm-hmm. the list is very long. So I'm not going to sit here and start listing it off now. But if you want to see the list, and I'm telling you, you do, you just go to nyshhof.com, and I'm going to actually put that on our, on our website too because that oh. that is just yeah, so awesome. awesome. That really and is.
4: Renee, he has done a fabulous job. You know, getting all these players to come. On this particular night, and and for all the players, you know, to come, you know, that that tells you the man Rene is. And um,
1: oh, absolutely, I'm looking
4: forward to a long relationship with him in the Hall of Fame. And absolutely.
1: Well, you know what? We'll have to get him on the show, and you have to come back on, and we'll 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 talk some more about that.
4: Super. You know, I know he'd love to come on.
1: Oh, absolutely! That would be that would be so much fun. That that really would. So. So we go from the Hall of Fame to, uh, well, we were just talking about the comments in the first part, segment. They're out now. You got a team you're pulling for?
4: I tell you the truth, I haven't watched a game. <laughs> I've been <laughs> uh, following the AHL. Uh, and I'm sorry for all your last podcasts. I was bugging Dave. I was putting comments in every, <laughs> like, 30 seconds. The comments are up. No? they nope. Listen. <laughs> it's <laughs> all good. <laughs> yeah. You know what?
1: If I'd have thought about it, I would have had you come in as like the intrepid reporter.
4: (laughs) I'm pulling for the Rangers. I think they play tonight too. Yeah, right now actually. Oh, what's the score?
1: I don't know. I'm gonna have to look. That's okay. It won't matter by the time anybody hears this.
4: It's two nothing Rangers
1: at the end of the first. Oh, good.
4: Okay. So, and did you see Lavelle? They're doing great over Rochester. They are. They are. They they just wiping them up. Well, they they win
1: tomorrow
0: night, and that's it.
4: Yeah, we're gonna make yeah. we're gonna make eat yeah.
0: riggies when they
4: lose. <laughs> oh yeah, I couldn't make it to that game. Did, was there a lot of riggy signs?
1: There was, there was, and I gotta tell you, we went out for dinner for our anniversary yesterday, and I had chicken riggies.
0: In honor of the comments. <laughs> in honor of the comments.
1: Yes, of yes. course. But no, actually, I mean, as far as the AHL, I guess I'll pull for Laval now. They're coming out of the North Division, you know, and. Just, just can't root for Rochester after that yeah, last series. Can't yeah. do it. Sorry. Uh, There's no way. I,
4: I have to be, you know, 50-50. As you know, I have a lot of members on the ring that right. play for Rochester. Paul Crowley, he played. which yeah. Slick, who used to play for the Mohawk Valley Stars. Sure. Um, he, he played for Rochester and had uh, some tea up with the Buffalo Sabres. So, you know, I can't make. That mad about you know I'll <laughs> tell you
1: truthfully. Before the comets came along, if I had an AHL team, one of them was the Amherst. You know, I they're one of those traditional teams. Don Cherry played for them. You know, the just oh, yeah. as long yep. as far as you know, everybody who played for them. But yeah, like I said, it was a better series. Well, I don't know to talk you about know, about
4: when it. I grew up, there was the Binghamton Whalers, and That's I right. hated Rochester. Right. And Binghamton and Rochester—that was the biggest, cause we, I,
3: was, worst, and best. It was at the cup, getting morted, and then. What am I gonna watch?
4: It almost feels like
3: Mr. Rogers. Remember when that used to end? Ah, <laughs> <So that's, laughs> it's, uh, it's over. One more thing before but we go, and I know we'll David has to go. <laughs> the coaching situation in Boston. Oh. I've heard uh my boy Jeff Halpern in the mix and Stephen Leach he'd be a great choice. Uh Cooper's right-hand man. Yep. Cooper who whined after every call, but to his credit oh boy, did he ever... also said to the press. That it is what it is when the referees make the call, but I think that Halpern and Boston, nice match. You got to talk to Connor about that. Well, you know, I'll tell you something. That
1: it, it looks like uh, Patrice Bergeron is going to come back on a one-year deal, so that helps everything out too.
3: They say Pasta wants out. Well, Pasternak
1: wants out. That remains to be seen. You know, that's I, it's 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 kind of an ugly situation in Boston right now too, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm shocked that Don Sweeney got extended as general manager given the, uh, yes. the apparent uh, miscommunication so much- between him and Cam Neely <laughs> as far as uh,
3: what they wanted. You're good. A- you're going to be fine. They're so- um, <laughs>
0: fired. Yeah, you're fired.
3: yeah. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah. I, I, I only wanted to keep that. I had that as, like, a footnote in my notes. I just wanted to say, like, that situation – is a show. Oh, yes. And it's only going to get better. <laughs> worth watching. Definitely. Worth watching. Worth paying attention to 100%. It's going to be must-see TV. <laughs> 100%.
1: <laughs> well, like I said, Drew, this was fun. And again, like I said, it's it's like the end of Mr. Rogers, but we will be back next week because we got a lot of free agency stuff to talk about.
3: Oh, geez. Yep.
1: And we know what what's going to go down at the draft this weekend and all that. So we promise you we will be back. Without a shadow of a doubt. Right. So, you know where to find me. Absolutely. Right absolutely. Now, like I said, poor Chad, he's going to have to figure out something yep. new to do for the offseason, yep. but I that's okay. Who, I don't
3: know who he's going to bet on now. <laughs> He'll
1: find something. Don't you worry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's got to listen uh, to the
1: end to hear it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, for Drew Bray, for Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kinville. We want to thank you for listening. Just remind you that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And to please subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows. So anyways, like I said, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast.
3: Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on
0: the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to Sports. HistoryNetwork.com forward slash podcasts. Again, that's Sports HistoryNetwork.com forward slash podcasts. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history
3: podcast.